Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Thanks for joining us for another AutoLine Daily. Coming up later in the show, we have another AutoLine Garage where we'll be talking about $500 air filters. But first, the news. Hey, who says hybrids have to be pokey cars with a milk toast personality? We just learned more about a concept Toyota will unveil at the Frankfurt Motor Show called the Hybrid R. It's a Yaris with a 400 horsepower hybrid system. And it uses a supercapacitor, not a battery, to capture regenerative energy. Looks like Toyota is trying to broaden the appeal of hybrids and of the Yaris. The Tesla Model S keeps racking up the awards. It just received a five-star safety rating from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. In fact, it aced every one of the agency's tests and is the highest rated car that's ever been tested. Since the Model S does not have a big lump of an engine in front, it has far more crush space than the average car, and that helped it ace the test. There's a lot of action going on with full-size sedans sold in the U.S. market, so we thought it would be a good idea to see who's doing the best in the segment. Well, it's dominated by the Chevy Impala, which has sales nearly twice that of any other full-size sedan. But remember, that includes the old model, which was mainly a fleet car. Let's see where the new one settles in. The Taurus is the second best-selling one, but the new Toyota Avalon is closing in fast and rocketing up the charts. In fourth place is the Chrysler 300, with sales essentially flat. Trailing well behind are the Nissan Maxima and Hyundai Genesis. The Genesis numbers, by the way, include the coupe, because Hyundai does not break out those numbers from the sedan. The Detroit automakers are running massive amounts of overtime and adding three-shift operations to keep up with market demand. They're making a lot of money, but here's my Autoline insight. There's a big danger doing it this way. When you run your equipment and line workers so hard, quality starts to slip. It becomes very difficult to do preventive maintenance, like replacing welding tips or paint booth filters and making all the little adjustments that go into making defect-free cars. Using tag relief instead of mass relief means you have workers who don't know the job as well. This is exactly why the Detroit 3 stopped doing these things 20 years ago. So it's alarming to see them go back to doing it. I think it's very telling that Toyota and Honda never use three-shift operations because it leads to quality problems. It's time for GM, Ford, and Chrysler to look at reopening plants rather than running so much overtime. Harley-Davidson unveiled the largest new model launch in the company's 110-year history. The project, called Rushmore, saw eight new 2014 models roll off the line that were developed using customer feedback. The company focused on four key areas of improvement, control, infotainment, style, and feel. All the new 2014 models, including the Project Rushmore bikes, will roll into dealer showrooms this week. Hey, you looking for a low-cost car? In the U.S., Mitsubishi just priced its new Mirage with a 5-speed manual at $14,000, including destination charges. When equipped with a CVT, the price jumps to just under $15,000. And it got the best MPGs of any non-hybrid gasoline car, 
44 MPGs on the highway with the CVT. The Mirage will hit dealerships later this year. Have you ever heard of an air filter for a car that costs $500? That's the topic on the AutoLine Garage, coming up next. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. Back in the good old days, changing a car's air filter meant little more than undoing a wing nut, popping the cover off the housing, and swapping out the filter. But that's no longer the case. Here's Sean McElroy with how newer filter designs can be real frustrating and cost a lot of money. When most of us go into a repair shop for an oil change, we expect the service technician to check things like fluid levels, bulb operation, and air filter condition, and hope for the work to be done in a timely fashion. But when one of those items, like the air filter housing, has been poorly designed or is hard to get at, not only does it frustrate the customer and the technician, it can also cost a few extra bucks. An example of a poorly designed air filter housing is one that uses plastic tabs to lock the housing together because the tabs can easily break. Not to mention that if they do break and the housing is not replaced, there is a good chance of pulling dirty air past the filter and into the engine. I have seen this on vehicles from Ford to Chrysler all the way up to Jaguar. But what I understand even less is a filter that is harder to get at because the amount of time I always hear being spent on designing these systems, you would think that automakers could always make something like an air filter easy to get at. Plus, most manufacturers recommend you change a filter something like every 30,000 miles, like the Dodge Caravan of the mid-90s to early 2000, or the Chevy Uplander that ran from 2005 to 2009, and even the Chevy Venture before that. All were somewhat difficult to get at, and if you did not take your time putting the housing back together, there was a good chance that it would not be sealed properly. You know, Ford got it right on the 5.4 liter V8 that went into the F-150. It's right on top of the engine, and all you have to do is flip a few quick metal tabs, and the filter slides right out. While I do understand that these examples are not going to take a ton of extra time and money, it can be very frustrating and that could cause a customer to pass up on a future version of that vehicle or even swear off the brand altogether because I have seen it firsthand. For AutoLine Garage, I'm Sean McElroy. Ford may have got it right with the 5.4 liter V8, but they got it wrong with the last generation Focus. It has a non-serviceable air filter that does not allow you to change the filter element, only the entire housing. We called up our local dealer and found out that an original equipment filter assembly will set you back a little over $400. And that's for a non-PZEV car. A PZEV Focus will cost $515. However, for all you non-PZEV owners, we recommend you buy an aftermarket filter. They run between $215 and $285. Just be glad that these filters only require service every 100,000 miles, so start saving up your pennies. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.